the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. It's a great day in Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be an Apopka Blue Darter. I'm pleased to be joined by Pete Paquette once again here at Porky's. And Pete, it's not only a special Apopka Blue Darter Football Friday, but it's also an extra special Football Friday because it's homecoming what? at Apopka High School. Uh, man, I tell you, this is just a great time of the year, a great week. There's been a lot of special activities over at the school all week long and around the city, and uh, all culminating in tonight with the big football game. There's probably a dance tomorrow night, but football game tonight, and that's a big deal because this is a reviving an old rivalry. It's exciting. It sure is one of the great rivalries, in my opinion, in the country, literally for a lot of different reasons. One of those reasons, of course, is just the proximity of the two schools, Apopka and Lake Brantley are only six miles apart, and the two uh, neighborhoods are, of course, border each other. Pretty and, much uh, adjacent to each th- other. That, yeah. Yeah. that alone makes it for a spirited rivalry, but there are a lot of other issues as well that uh, add a lot of spice to that particular rivalry, and it's, uh, it's been dormant for about four years. It's great to have it back, and we'll be talking more about the, just the Apopka-Lake Brantley rivalry throughout our program as well as homecoming. And, you know, Pete, now we're pleased to be joined by John Perry. Homecoming's a, a big deal in Apopka. It's always been that way. In fact, to give you a little bit of um, perspective, mm-hmm. you know, we had the uh, the yearbook from the very first year that my father was principal, uh-huh. fall uh-huh. of 46, uh, graduating class of 47. Sadly, it was stolen at his funeral service, but that's another issue oh, for another day. Oh, man, really? And, um, but um, oh. there was a big picture in there about homecoming and, and about what a big deal it was and how excited everybody was. Sure, I mean, there was, yeah, and, yeah. And that going all the way back to 1946, 47. Incredible. And, of course, it had been that way for decades even prior to that. So I just always – every time I think about homecoming, I think about that, that historical reference, if you will, as to yeah. uh, how important – how exciting homecoming was to the, the class of 1947, and, and it's still that way today to, this day, to the class of, of 2020. Yeah. John, great to see you joining us. And Good to see you, Roger. He's the homecoming king this year, did you hear? Yeah. 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 Special yeah. honorary mention. <laughs> they scrape in the bottom of the barrel. No, it's <laughs> Roger, you're, you're 100% correct on, on that. It's, there's, I don't know, it's just, and I'm sure it's like this in many, and I'll say small communities, you know, Popka's. 52, 3,000 now, you know, 10, 11 times what it was when you and I were going to Apopka High School a couple of years ago. and uh, <laughs> Just a couple. Yeah. And so, but it, it is very special. And, you know, some of the teams 
that haven't been good through the years. And Popka's been pretty good in football for a, a good while now. But I'm talking. Uh, we we remember know, the days when we weren't so yes, great. decades ago. <laughs> and so, but even then, there was a bigger crowd. Oh, it absolutely. Always, it was a big you know, deal. And, exactly. And so, uh, you know, the homecoming parade, you know, would come down. We'd march down what was then Tulane Park Avenue and that type of thing. So, uh, and I now, remember when it was on Highway uh, 441. Exactly. And so there were there were times <laughs> if you where, can believe that where wow. where uh, you know now it's 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 a lot shorter and whatnot. But they still it's still a big deal, and there will be a good crowd there tonight because you know the rain's going to hold off unless something it's a beautiful weird night happens. Beautiful night for football for sure. And so, I mean it's going to be warm, but you know we are in Central Florida. Bottom line, I know my my class of 74 is having a 45-year 40, reunion this weekend, and, and obviously it starts tonight with the football game. And, and there will be, you know, at least a couple dozen folks from, from my class who will be sitting in the stands. And, of course, I'll be out doing my normal job covering the game. But, uh, you know, and there will just be people who want to show up once or, once or twice uh, a season for a home game, and if they come once, this is the game they come to. You know, like Brantley should bring a decent number of folks. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a, a good, solid Apopka victory. But uh, uh, you know, if you if you want to get the seven o'clock kickoff, and it should be a very good crowd, and and uh, if you want to get a good seat, you might need to get there a few minutes earlier than you normally might. You know, that's a great point, and I'm hoping that will be the case. You know. Um, as we've talked about, uh, what, you know, one of the great rivalries, in my opinion, literally in the, in the state of Florida and in the country, really, is Apopka versus Lake Brantley. And historically, one of the things that characterized it was a packed house at both schools. I mean, that was one right. game that both, no matter where the game was played, either here or over at Lake Brantley, at Tom Story Field, um, it was going to be a packed house, and you were going to have a ton of people from the home team, and you were going to have a ton of visitors, uh, which kind of makes sense due to the proximity, but you know it's not always the case. But mm-hmm. part of that is because both schools have had a, a long history of really good teams, and so people will follow a good team, of course, but they also, uh, both schools um, have a strong sense of community and tradition and, and history and all those things as well. So there are a lot of people that care about a popular blue darter football there are a lot of people that care about lake brantley patriots football and that usually results in, in, a, in a packed house and i'm hoping that'll be the case tonight of course the the series went away for a few years but it's great to have it back and not only is it back they're now a, a district rival as well so really excited about this particular game and the fact that it's homecoming even makes it even more exciting absolutely i think uh almost lost in the homecoming thought is is the fact that it is a district game and so uh, you need to play well. Um, and if you win by, you know, 15 to 14 or 49 to nothing, it's still you need to, need to come out on top. Uh, and, of course, both teams are thinking that. But, uh, you know, I, I would expect a Popka will win. But, but you know, Popka's still trying to struggle through some of those injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And, uh, uh, you know, you know Lake Brantley's going to have that, that triple option offense. They've added a couple of wrinkles formation-wise, uh, you know, some some <laughs> that doesn't look dissimilar from the some of the single wing of Popka runs, the unbalanced stuff and things like that. I mean, it's not exactly the same, obviously, but it's, it's the same premise, same thought that uh, you just load up the numbers on one side and, and hopefully – you know, outnumber your, your defensive opponents. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Apopka's been able to handle that fairly well. Now, the one thing is none of these kids who have played on, who are playing on this Apopka team, especially when we're talking about defense now, 
but none of them have seen the triple option like Lake Brantley runs it because they haven't played since 2014. So uh, that being said, the defensive line coach, Matt Anderson, and now head coach, Jeff Rolson, who's also position-wise, he's the linebacker's coach and w- runs the defense. He, they, Those two guys have seen it. They know how to teach it. Now getting it solved practically is another thing. Uh, we've seen the Popkins uh, rush defense just, you know, I mean, they've given up uh, was it 31 yards total rushing this season? That's an total. astounding In, th- in three games. Now, you know, like in Dr. Phillips' case, they had three bad snaps that, that helped that number for Apopka because it's on, on the team rushing. But, you know, it, the bottom line is still it's not like they were. I mean, Coral Gables had the best game, and they had 43 net yards. So over the last two games, Apopka's had a minus 12 net yards uh, rushing. So I would expect, you know, Lake Brantley's going to get a few yards, just the nature of the offense. Uh, but I would also expect that Apopka will, will bottle them up pretty much. And you just can't, you can't let the, the whole – you know, you've got to play your assignment and, and, and read the, your keys and everything as a defensive lineman and a linebacker and, and see where the ball's so you can tell where the ball's going. And then, you you, you know, you, you, you get, get, rid of, get, get rid of your man and, and make the tackle. Speaking of Coach Rolson, we have him on the line right now. And let's go to Coach Jeff Rolson right now. Hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, I know you're out, uh, you know, diligently preparing for the game tonight, and, and as our rule of thumb, you know, whatever you need to do to prepare the team takes precedence over over our show or, or our conversations on the radio. But we appreciate you you know, finding some time to speak to us right now, and uh, we're very excited about the game tonight versus Lake Brantley. Um, but first of all. I'd like to just ask you a question about the Dr. Phillips game. That was a, a wonderful win for Apopka. Of course, that's one of the elite programs in the state of Florida and even the country. Uh, we even saw some evidence of that on Monday Night Football when one of the Dr. Phillips players was a big star on Monday Night Football Friday night. And, of course, we've got our share of guys in the NFL as well. But uh, just tell us a little bit about your impressions of, of, the, of the very solid victory, 21-13, uh, to 13 over, over uh, Dr. Phillips last Friday night. Yeah, I thought we came out with played played really well, particularly in the first half, you know, offensively and defensively. But I thought Dr. Phillips was a good football team. I mean, I think they've, they've, uh, they haven't hit their stride yet, but they're, they're about there. And, uh, but we, we were dominant on defense, uh, in the first half and our kicking game showed a lot of improvement, our coverage game. And then offensively, we, we moved the ball and we, we did a good job in field position. So they were big, you know, to look at when you walked out there. They, they had a big football team. Second half, they they came after us a little bit on defense, and they uh, they, they uh, shut us down most of the second half, and then uh, you know they hit us with a halfback pass or a double pass, obviously, and then we gave up another fake. So you know those things will happen, but uh, our kids showed uh, determination when we finished. We made stops down at the end when we needed to, so it's a good win. A- absolutely, over a very quality program, as you said. And now, Coach Rolson, could you talk about Lake Brantley, of course, as we've been talking about, as everybody knows, they uh, a team with a unique offense you know, based on you know, what most people are doing today. Um, they've been doing it for over 25 years. Uh, just tell us a little bit about, about Lake Brantley and, and, some, you know, and, and your assessment of, of the, the game tonight. Well, you know, it's good to be playing them again. We played them, you know, when I was here before. That that, that was a great great game, great rivalry. The fan bases, uh, you know, really show up for that that game. And 
been competitive. They're, they're tough and they're physical. They play hard. They run triple option, and we have here in the past as well. But it, I love playing against it because you got to play assignment football and you got to got to play with your eyes. You know, everybody's got assignment, you know, and it's determined by, by the block they're seeing. So we're, we need to be, uh, we need to be, you know, focused on, on what our job is and, and, and carry it out. But it's going to be good to play. I and mean, now it's district, so there's a little more on the line. So. I do want to just mention one particular uh, player uh, and take a step back to the game versus um, Dr. Phillips. It kind of caught my eye. Of course, I've always got an eye for those guys that, that come off the bench. And, you know, as, as we've talked about a lot, we've had, I'd say, more than share of our injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, uh, you know, at one point we were counting on uh, Jacorian Davis-Hamilton. And, of course, we know that he went down for the season. Then, um, you know, uh, uh, Akeem Brown was going to step up and, and be a you know huge contributor. You know, 1,200 yards rushing last year. He went down before the season. Um, Anthony Joseph stepped up early. You know, he's been uh, getting a, a lot of carries and doing a good job. Uh, you know, thus far this season, he went down during the Dr. Phillips game, and Richard Sibley stepped in, number 19. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, at least he's listed on the roster as a senior. So I just thought that was a neat little story. Here's a guy, senior. Um, you know, you know, filling in his role in our next man up culture. Uh, can you talk about about that a little bit yeah you know he he was here and you know he he moved and, and was it, i think he was at oak ridge and came back and it took us a little bit to make sure he had everything squared away paperwork wise to so make sure he's eligible and that the transfer was legit so once we got that he came out and he practiced hard he's kind of old school uh, running back you know he runs hard through the tackles and, and uh he's, he's a tough kid so yeah it was, thank god we had him because we needed him to finish that game, and he'll be a big part of what we're doing moving forward. Of course, John Perry's here. John, do you have a question or comment for Coach Rolson? And before we go to that, of course, I want to encourage everybody to get this week's Apopka Chief. There's, as, it, as there always is, outstanding pregame coverage of Apopka versus Lake Brantley in this week's Apopka Chief. Thank you, Roger. Um, Jeff, uh, I guess it's pretty much the, the same question every week when we talk on, on Roger's show. It's an uh, injury update and, and whether certain guys will be able to, to play or not. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's kind of like the same as last week, but but not sure. Uh, can you update us on on those guys who who might see some playing time or who might not? Yeah, you know our, our own line situation hasn't changed um, from last week to this week. Um, you know we lost a uh, running back, and then uh, I think that uh, number two uh, probably not going to play. He's a wing back receiver. So Eric Wright, I don't know how much he played last week, if he played much. But, you know, it's about, about the same, par for the course. We've got guys that banked up and hurt and that. But, you know, nobody really knew whether, that you didn't know about. So right. next man up, put a guy in there, and he's going to have to compete. Yep. Um, as far as the game itself goes, you got two teams that want to run the ball uh, first and foremost and almost all the time. Um I know y'all had to work on on Lake Brantley's uh, you know triple option this week, and so what? Uh, any? I, I'm, I'm assuming you spent a decent amount of time working on that particular uh, offense and trying to defend it with with your, uh, especially with your guys up front, your front seven, especially. Yeah. Well, you know, the secondary is highly involved there too because yeah, well, the right. right. They've got to they've got to play uh, opposite their their wingbacks who are gonna 
you know, go to pitch or they're going to fold in and become an extra blocker or they're going to load block or they're going to arc block. So they got to fit off all those blocks. And the linebackers, you know, got to, got to be down in there and, and reading full back and where he's going and the defensive line's got to get hands on their blockers and, and squeeze them down. So that's option, you know, you inside release, you read whether the guy's going to come in or he's going to stay out, you give it or keep it based on that. So it's a precision offense. And if you make a mistake or you do your own thing, you get hurt quickly. And, you know, Brantley's as good as anybody running the option. They've done it forever. So it's good for us. We're, we're going to have to be disciplined. So. Coach, one, uh, more que- one last question. I appreciate you joining us today, uh, Lake Brantley week, homecoming week. One of the things I think personally is interesting about this particular matchup is, is you know, their strength, I would say, is offense. They're known for their offense, as we've been talking about, their run-heavy option offense. Coach Del Fiaco is, you know, comes from a background as offensive coordinator, and in fact, he was a former Lake Brantley quarterback, um, actually, back in the day. You're, um, you know, obviously known for your outstanding defensive reputation. If I understand correctly, you uh, were a defensive player back in your playing days at, at Eastern Illinois and before. Um, I, I just think it's interesting that you know the kind of strength versus strength. You know. Uh, Good defense, uh, you know, strategy, tactics, scheme-wise, execution-wise versus good offense uh, along the same way with with a with a one head coach with a defensive, uh, strong defensive background and the other head coach with a strong offensive background. Could, could you talk about that briefly? Yeah, you know, well, we cut our teeth on options, so we're excited to play that, you know. Um, I, I love playing against it. And it's not going to be a situation where I doubt that they're going to out uh, X and us. They're not trying to do that. They're trying to put the kid in the decision-making process and then see what he does and, you know, act accordingly. And we're not going to – they know – I tell you, I can tell you right now, they can draw up exactly what we're going to line up in and how we're going to defend them. And it's just going to come down to whether we're better defending what they they run, you know. So and we practice it for three days, and they run it, you know, all year. So that's how it is. So they know what we're going to do. We know what they're going to do. And there it is. They'll try to they'll try to slip a screen in or a reverse pass or something like that. Try to get an explosive play. But he does a great job. Believes in what he does, and we believe in what we do. So. Looking forward to a wonderful game. John's got one more question for you. Uh, Jeff, I, um, oh, gee, <laughs> my brain just uh, let me down. Um, I'm sorry, Roger, okay. my mind just okay. went blank. In fact, we ran our 10 minutes anyway. Coach, thank you for joining us. Look forward to seeing you tonight. Yeah. Hey, uh, John, go Vols. <laughs> That's what he's thinking about. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Rolson. And, by the way, he said go Vols. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we don't play this weekend. So, uh, hey, we, have we, a good we, ch- you have a good chance this week then. Yeah, we will not lose. <laughs> that much I can guarantee. Yeah. All right. Well, thank have you, Coach day, Jeff guys. Rolson. Well, great, great conversation as always with, with Coach Rolson. We're going to take a quick break right now. Before we go to break, of course, I want to remind you, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. It's sponsored by Baptiste Orthodontics. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. 
Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's on a homecoming Friday for Apopka. Lake Bradley makes a short drive over to Apopka tonight in a key district game and, of course, a longtime rivalry that goes back to the fall of 1974 and also two of Central Florida's historically best football programs. And let's go back to John, John and Pete. Pete Paquette's here with us today at Porky's. Pete, it's great to have you on board with us, especially on a homecoming Friday. Yeah, you can just feel the excitement in the air. Where's Joe? He's still on that special, special assignment. assignment. Yeah, yeah. But a uh, great day, beautiful weather. Tonight's going to be great football weather tonight. Can't wait. And I heard a rumor he will uh, take a break from the special assignment and join us on the broadcast tonight. He'll be there with all the commentary. You guys will have a great show again. Pre-game at 6.30 and the kickoff right around 7 o'clock tonight. And let's go back to John Perry. And, you know, John, great conversation with Colts Rolson. You know, it's one of the things I've kind of learned, um, in which I, is I also see in the Chief and your conversations with him as well, is you know, he really gives you a lot of meat. You know, you ask him the questions, and it's really, uh, for close observers, he really gives a, a lot of insight into, uh, you know, the, the, the ball games and his analysis of them and, and so forth. Yeah, he's he, – uh... There's times when I'm thinking, well, he probably ought not to be saying that or something, you know, but I, he, Jeff does a, a great job in that, and, and he's very available and, and whatnot for for me, and uh, just as, as Rick Darlington was, the, you know, obviously those two guys are completely different personality-wise, but, you know, they, they're both still football coaches at heart and uh, are, are able to, you know, uh, say what they need to say without telling too many secrets. And, and as he said, there's not really any secrets tonight between either team. And, and you know, when when Chip Kirkey was, was coach at Apopka years and years ago, uh, you know, it, there was no secret with Lake Brantley. You had to stop the triple option. Guess what? We're in 2020, excuse me, 2019, uh, and, and, you know, they're still running the triple option. People, you know, thinking, well, Popka's run the single wing forever. Well, you know, 10 or 12 years, uh, which is, is a long time. But, uh, you know, the the running game, and, and I know that stuff's all about the pass, but I've, I've always loved a, a good, strong running game. I, I still believe in balance, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like last night. I was watching some of the Navy-Memphis game, and, and uh, you know, Memphis ended up winning because of a – couple they they stayed in the game early because of a, a kickoff return for a touchdown and in a and then a one long play from uh t- for a touchdown but uh the the navy offense is t- appears to me is very similar to what a popka ran in the early 2000s when the one that oh one state championship and it's heavily run based just as a single wing is now and lake brantley's triple option and those teams are always, you know, there's cycles of up and down, but they're always going to be able to to run the ball and score some points uh, via the ground, uh, you know. And then from a, a sheer entertainment standpoint, you know, there was last week's uh, Washington State-UCLA game. Washington State uh, was, I, I, I think, UCLA scored like 60-something points in the last 20 to 25 minutes of of that game to, to win by some, you know, both teams are in the sixties and that's entertainment. But, you know, when you fling them the ball around like that, guess what? You can also get, just get cold cocked 
you, you get a team that, that has a good uh, a good defense and, and knows how to, to slow down some of the, the, the passing. It's like one thing I heard this morning on sports radio was that Washington State, for all they like to throw the ball, has only in, in five times that, that Mike Leach's, Coach Mike Leach's team has played at Washington, their bitter rival, they, or played Washington, they've, they've scored no more than 17 points. And they're usually putting up a bunch of points, but they've got a coach on the other side who is the defensive guru in, in Chris Peter. And so, anyway, bottom line is, I, I like to, I love to watch. I was just soaking in last night watching Navy, and early on they were just running it to perfection. And Memphis solved it, and they, they you know, they, they got ahead and ended up winning the game. But uh, it was still, it was one of those things where, you know, uh, you, if you have a good running game, you've always got a chance in my book. Now, there's times where you need to throw the ball or, or want to throw the ball, but. Uh, but anyway, we're you know the the, uh, the 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 running game is is always to me is always the needs to be the bedrock of your your offense. No, I I agree a hundred percent. Find I was kind of chuckling to myself as you were talking because I've gone one hundred eighty degrees on that. I was always that guy. How come we don't throw the ball more? I want to see more passing game. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, you know, field position. Why? Why is everybody always talking about field position? It, maybe it's just maybe it's just getting older. Yeah, maybe it's just part of getting older. Yeah. Now I'm like I'm a general Nalen you know, disciple. Now I'm like field and, position, and, punt the ball, play defense. Right. And Roger, funny <laughs> that you should mention because that's where my basis is. My dad always talked about when he was getting his master's degree at, at Tennessee after World War II. He wouldn't watch football practice, and, and General Nealon was, was doing it and running it. And he always talked about the defense. He's got the maxims. And, and I won't go into all that detail, but Lord have mercy. It, it You know, basics of football is, you know, if – well, if one thing about the offense, if you, and let, I mean, if you're playing a much lesser team, you're going to score, score, score. But if you're playing a team that's, that's relatively close to you in talent and everything – if you're holding the ball and running the ball and moving the chains, guess what? Their offense is on the sideline. Oh, I agree. I, and I think that's um, time of possession, I think, is one of the most underrated concepts in football. And now with this new fan goal, everybody's throwing the ball, everybody's in the spread offense, it's gone completely out the window. And that's why, I'll echo what you said, I'm thrilled to see us staying with a single wing right. and, um, and, ex- and executing it well. Obviously, our guys execute it well they've they've grown up in it and i think it i think it gives us a in addition to just executing it well and having the talent to run it and all that over and above that it gives us a great advantage because nobody's really playing football like that anymore at the high school level yeah in central florida you know i've always loved the i formation i know chip gerke ran it uh they ran it very very well uh when you know when he was coaching and i just i just always it was the it was the offense a lot when i was growing up you and i were uh, growing up, and so anyway, I love the I formation. You can run all kind of different things out of the I it's formation. Versatile, uh, and, and but but you up front, you need to have the guys who can just flat out block, and so that can that can vary from year to year, no matter what what team you're coaching, whether uh, high school, youth sports, pro, uh, college. So I, you know, some of these some of these offenses that especially now, I mean, I, you know, it's almost like they don't want to block or, or, you know, it's, it's now that being said, listen, man, I, you know, in, in today's world, you need to be able to do some of that and, and that's fine. 
But uh, when you get away from the, as you say, the running game being your foundation and being your bedrock, I, I think you're making a mistake. And uh, I, you know, when I think I think we're witnessing the fruit of it. I mean, especially against Okoy. You know, Okoy was. Uh, we'll be taking a break in just a second. But um, um, you know, highly touted, and you know, and I think maybe you know, over touted. I mean, we can say that now because we got we got the scoreboard. But you know, it's, even still, they almost they played a tough game against Wekiva, but they came in that game three and zero. They were I, even some rating services had them rated even above us. And oh my God, oh, McCoy, they're passing great quarterback. All this passing game, blah blah. <laughs> well, you know, early in the second quarter, it's thirty four to nothing, and we're just you know pummeling them and that's because the contrasting styles we're playing old school power football and they they obviously didn't you know they didn't know how to defend didn't it. seem to see much of that well and and plus their offense was three and out three and out three and right, out right, that, that, right. Was, so, that was a parade from from third down to to the bench third but, down to the bench but i think that's a, it's a great case study in, in the contrast of the two styles now of course you may argue that yeah you know, we had a talent advantage over them and you know, uh, or things, stuff like that. But still, I mean, I, I, I agree with your point, and I think that. Okoye's not a bad football yeah, team, Roger. One of the great things that I I've seen, um, that. you know, about this season thus far is is we're sticking with a single wing offense. The guys are executing it well. We've got the talent to, to, to run it, even even when guys go down, like they seem to be going down, you, you know, quickly, almost like wheat falling at the running back position. There's all, there's another man step man stepping right up to to get the job done, like like Richard Sibley did last week. So, anyway, it's um. Yeah, point well taken. It's great to see us sticking with a single wing. And, and, you know, if anybody likes running, watch running offenses. Apopka Lake Brantley is the place tonight. With, you know, as, as John said, you know, Lake Brantley's been running the option offense at least at least since the late 80s. Um, right. and, and then, of course, we've got a long history of it as well. And even, in fact, the, the later Chip Gurkley, Gurkey era with the Jeremy Rudolph at quarterback, option running quarterback, we were a run-heavy offense back back yeah. in those days. So Jim, we, Jim Kramer was offensive coordinator, came from Lake Brantley uh, and, and brought that offense with him. So anyway, it's, it's, that's one of the many special treats tonight about Apopka Lake Brantley in addition, of course, being homecoming at Apopka. We're going to take that break right now. When we come back, we'll continue to join you join you on Blue Daughter Sports Central from the front porch at Porky's presented by Baptiste Orthodontics. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day in Apopka, and it's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter, especially it's on homecoming Friday. Joined by Pete Paquette today, and it's uh, coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. Before we go back to Pete to talk more about homecoming Friday versus big game versus Lake Brantley tonight, we'll be on the air with it, Joe Ferraro and I, with the pregame at 6.30 p.m. and kickoff at 7 p.m. I want to let you know that Blue Daughter Sports Central and the, our broadcast of Apopka Blue Daughter Football on 1520 WBZW are presented by Baptiste Orthodontics and sponsored by Florida Door Solutions by Dr. Amy Davis and Central Florida Audiology, by Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair, Highland Funeral Home, Community Health Centers Incorporated, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com, and of course, Porky's. And Pete, it's great to have you here to talk about uh, 
the big homecoming event in Apopka, mm-hmm. and uh, really looking forward to the game game tonight, especially. I can't uh, help but notice that you've got your yearbook from 1975. Yes. That's awesome. In fact, it's homecoming uh, weekend. Are you going to be seeing any classmates this weekend that you haven't seen for a while? You know, I sadly I've been so busy this week. I haven't been too much in touch with too pe- many people, but I'm going to try to uh, see if I can hook up with a few tonight. Well, you know, we talked earlier about the tradition of homecoming here at Apopka, and and you're right. Even though it's even though it's it's not such a small town anymore, it's still this is another example of those wonderful small town values here in Apopka, and and this is one of those events that just uh, it, it it the high schoolers love it, kids that have grown up with it, their parents. Like you said, there's going to be standing room only probably at the game tonight. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people from different eras, all celebrating homecoming. It's just that game that people are drawn to. And because it is homecoming and they maybe hope to see some folks they haven't seen for a while, it's great. Exactly. And another thing, as John even mentioned, uh, is true with his class of 1974, you, there'll be a lot of planned activities, like we're talking about the homecoming parade, all the wonderful right. activities at school. They, they have a great tradition of dress up. You know, Paul Peters uh, is, you know, teacher Paul Peters is, is really has a heart for homecoming and really makes a really big deal at, at a homecoming at a popka. But then there are a lot of other informal gatherings that'll be taking place, where uh, like the class of '74, um, people just kind of get together informally and, right, and, yeah. and make plans to get together around this uh, homecoming game. Yeah, they're having. Their forty-fifth uh, anniversary, seventy-fourth, right? Forty, yeah, forty-five yep. years. So they're having their forty-fifth and uh, just kind of a warm-up to their fiftieth, I guess. And uh, you know, I don't know if you guys will have that. The uh, seventy-five will have that uh, next year, but it's just exciting to see some old relationships being reborn again. A lot of folks with Facebook these days. It's already. I had Facebook gather- really help, helps it. It really does, doesn't it? Uh, you can you can connect with so many people that you weren't able to connect with before. Uh, a lot of times when you get together, you walk up to somebody and say, I know what's going on in your life already because I read your posts every day. You know, It's just amazing how much we know about each other right now due to social media. Yeah, one of the great things about Facebook is it really helps you re-find you know, and reconnect with people that you know, you've been disconnected with for decades. Yeah, yeah. You know, I found some of my uh, good friends, close friends from back in the high school days that, you know, everybody went their separate ways and didn't hear from them for, for numerous years. I won't say how many decades, but multiple decades. And it's, it's been gratifying to, to reconnect with those people, those friends, those lifelong friends on Facebook here. And a lot of times you'll see teachers and people, past administrators and stuff from the school. That'll be at the game tonight, too. You know, students just love to reconnect with as well. In fact, I actually here's a picture from the Lake Brantley game, my my senior year. Oh, really? In the yearbook? In the yearbook? Amazing. Are and, you in the picture? Uh, no, I'm not actually. So, um, but it's actually former Scott, tight end his, Roger Franklin Williams, I mean, class of '75. It's a picture of uh, actually. Well, here it is with uh, Scott Pittman at quarterback over the ball and. It's only got you know, it's yeah. Oh, you're they're, playing they're, on grass. That's a good sign. There's Marty yeah. Ivy over there at right guard. <laughs> you have Martez Ivy's dad, one of our team captains. Wow. And, uh, Brian McDonald's there at left guard, and but that's all. He's, it's he's got the center, the quarterback, and the two guards. Quite probably, the legacy. Probably over there at yeah. Well, I actually played wide receiver that game, but um, but quite the legacy, and then the generations since, like the Ivies and names like that that you keep seeing on the roster year after year after year. That's pretty cool stuff. Great point. That's big part of the tradition of Apopka, Apopka football yeah. uh, is is the multiple generations that, that, that play. You know, and um, yeah, actually my senior year was the very first game of the series. That was the very first Apopka Lake Brantley game. 
So, uh, well, it all revives again tonight. What'd you say? It was that's been? It was at 2014. Was the last time that they played? Is that what uh, John said? Should have been longer than that. I yeah, I don't remember the that. specific year. It was. It's been been a couple years now. Okay. All right. So that'll be tonight, and as you said, it's right next door. So so there'll be a short drive to the stadium. Should be a big crowd there. So get there early. Listen to the pregame right here, you and Joe, and then we'll have uh, more words from uh, Coach Olson with the with the uh, uh, coach's corner which is always very cool great warm up to the what he's thinking about the game tonight so we'll have that uh, all between 6:30 and seven o'clock right here on on BCW in fact uh, why don't we go ahead and take our last break and we'll have a, a nice good segment for our, our final segment Some here more from, X's from, and O's. from the front porch at Porkies and we'll uh, continue to break down tonight's homecoming game which is also a district game versus Lake Brantley at Roger Williams Field tonight our broadcast will begin with the pregame at 6.30 p.m., kickoff at 7 p.m., right here on 1520 WBZW, and, of course, streaming live on 1520WBZW.com and with the 1520WBZW app. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Coming to you live from Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franken-Williams. Pleased to be joined by Pete Paquette, coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Very excited about the homecoming game tonight and also about the renewal of one of the great football series, not just here in Central Florida, but in Florida, and I would even say in America as well, Apopka versus Lake Brantley. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of talking about the game in general. And Pete made an interesting point off the air, and that was as we talked to Coach Rolson and then earlier John Perry about some of the specifics about this particular game. And one of the interesting things about it is that we'll see two teams – that are very run oriented, mm-hmm. and right. that is um, not the you know, the current trend, if you will, in high school football is pass oriented. In fact, I would say probably seventy five percent of the teams, at least, are running a spread offense, and what that means is offenses out of a quarterbacks in a shotgun formation. You've got three and sometimes four and sometimes five wide receivers. Yeah. It's a so very you throw it long or you throw the short it's a very pass heavy yeah. offense. Well, well, what Apopka's been doing, um, and certainly what we did under Coach Coach Darlington, and that's far. Under Coach Rolson, is is the single wing offense, which is exactly the opposite of that. It's a very run oriented offense, a very physical oriented offense. And then Lake Brantley kind of does their own version. They don't run the single wing offense, but they run option. They play option football, um, and uh, they are very run heavy. In fact, as I was reading some of the stats in the Chief today. Brantley's averaging four passes a game, and I think we're averaging about five. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'll give you. A, so I think what we can expect are two very, very run-heavy offenses. And but anyway, Pete made the point. Well, to talk, let's talk a little bit about we talk throw around the term single wing, like kind of like everybody knows what we're talking about, and that's occurred to both of us that maybe yeah. not that many yeah. people really well, know exactly what we're talking well, about. Obviously, it makes a difference out on the field. I mean, it, this is how Apopka has really been winning over has become a powerhouse. Coach Darlington instituted that, that, yes, so. when he came back from Valdosta back around 2006. And now he, we've been very run-oriented before he went to Valdosta, and even yeah. while he was there under Coach Ty Inser. But, um, but so the, what's the, the single-wing specific, yeah. you, you know, and it basically... 
I think one of the beauties of it is it is an ancient offense. I mean, this single-wing football um, was uh, goes back to the days of the 1920s and 30s. In fact, I guess it was the spread offense of his day, and that it was it was like the the trendy. It was the trendy offense, literally back in the 1920s and, and 1930s. And um, a lot of people, you know, it, it literally disappeared from the scene, except in small pockets around the country. And Coach Darlington actually rediscovered it, and um, it's been very, very, very good to a pop Okay. But basically, what it what it means, and I'll try to give the high points because I'm not certainly not an expert, but. You know, it's basically just uh, the the line is, is 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 bunched up tight. You've got instead of having wide receivers spread out around the field, it's most of the backs are in the backfield, and and primarily, um, y- you know, it, it is just a, a very it, it's, it's run oriented offense. I mean, and, and, and um, you know, a largely run between the tackles offense, but with Coach Darlington and, and now under Coach Rolson. It does have other flourishes as well. You can you can run sweeps with it like we did very effectively last week at Dr. Phillips. You can right, right. run very count, effective counter plays, which just means that you kind of fake the ball one way. Everybody runs one way. The block, it looks like you're going to run to the right, and a guy c- cuts back to the left, and you give him the ball. And, you know, that's that was, you know, a bread and butter play for Coach Darlington. Um, and so we, you're saying there's a lot of options there. Exa- exactly. And it's hard to defend. I, I, exactly. And, and the, I think the beauty of it, as far as we're concerned, here in 2019 is so many teams have gone to that spread offense. So many teams, uh, you know, some people would say uh, the spread offense, the passing game is, is, is I've heard to use the word finesse uh, football used. Now the, the teams that run it don't like, don't like to be <laughs> labeled finesse football, but I would say it's yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that, that a pass oriented game is less physical than a run oriented game. You know, just uh, so, you know, as we're finding, as we saw over at Okoy, you know, a team that was very, very good, I guess you will, and having a lot of success playing spread offensive teams and winning, they came in 3-0. and What Was it so good against a hard-hitting single-wing type of offense? They didn't know what to do with a single wing. I mean, and you would think, you know, they did, they'd done their research. It's not like people don't watch film of a Popka before they walk in true, the door. but the problem is, you know, they've only got – Literally a week, and actually, yeah. practically speaking, less well, than a like week Coach, to, to prepare Coach for it. Said, you know, we had three days right to work on on the on the um, on the Lake Brantley offense. They've had they've been working on it all year. And one of the things that um, well, actually, for like thirty years, <laughs> they've been running this. Yeah. And, 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 and Lake Brantley's got their same version of the same situation in that they don't run the the single wing, but they do run. Uh, they're not what I would call an option, or they're they're run oriented option football team. So. Um, and I don't even know what they. So they said well, like, kind how, of like an eye. What, what, what they call their, no, it, It's more like, um, I think. I think probably what if I had would take a stab at it. They run more like a double wing, in that they've got a quarterback. Okay. Their quarterback's under center. Our quarterback is taking a shotgun snap, but their okay. quarterback will be under center. There'll be a running back directly behind him. Um, you know, like in the football fullback position, and then they'll have two running backs split. You know, kind of lined up behind the tackles. Okay, and, kind of doing a cross pattern thing. And so they run all kinds, of, and they, they're big on the op, the options, which okay. means, simply means, you know, the, the, the guy behind might get the ball. Right, they're basically on the right might get the ball. Exactly, your base right. formation will give you three different options. You know, basically the the most basic is just to give the ball to the fullback going straight up the middle. Um, another option is to fake 
fake it to the fullback, and then the quarterback will run it around the end. And then a third option is fake it to the fullback. Quarterback kind of looks like he's going to run it around the end, but then he pitches back to to, to the trailing running back. Yeah, and yeah. that sounds you know less than basic, but that's basically their offense, and it's amazingly hard hard to stop actually if somebody runs it effectively. Do you do they pull a you know you always see a, an audible a quarterback maybe call an audible he gets up there and he sees the offense is set differently. Right. Do right. they do high schools do that? Much? That's a great point. I, I I suspect that I strongly suspect that they do in the single wing. I'm excuse me in, in the spread offenses. I don't know how much we do that in the single wing. In fact, that's a great question to ask Coach Rolson. Um, and I don't know how much Brantley does it. That Brantley might do it more than we do. Um, and I'm not saying we don't do it, but yeah, but, that, yeah. but that is a good question. And that's a very effective, uh, yeah, vect- very effective tactic. Change it up, options, stuff like that. Keep them guessing. No, I mean, exactly. Right? I mean, that's the name of it is to especially keep if you the see, ball away from those other guys. Especially if you see tendencies. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, but anyway, just for people that like the running game, I think you might uh, have, a, have a real treat tonight. And one of the things I think is interesting, which I even mentioned to Coach Rolson, is Coach Rolson, and, and, and he and he knows his offense too. I don't want to paint an inaccurate portrayal. He's actually been an offensive coordinator before, but I think even he would tell you his passion, his his expertise, certainly his reputation is as an outstanding defensive yeah. coach. In fact, even his playing days, he played defensive line. So he's a quote-unquote defensive guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, we're seeing the, the results of that. Uh, coach Delfiaco over at Lake Brantley, he's an offensive guy. He was actually uh, a former Lake Brantley quarterback. He used to run that same option that he's coaching tonight. Really? Okay. And then, so. then he made his bones, if you will, yeah. uh, after that as the offensive coordinator at Lake Brantley, um, you, know, you know, orchestrating that option attack. Well, that makes and, and now he's the head coach. So you, so you got – I think one of the neat things about this game, you've got a, a defensive guy and, and a team that, you know, certainly um, our defense has been outstanding this year. And offense has been great too. But, you know, we're kind of a, a – you know, Defensive team, if you will. I mean, or, or, right, we're yeah. really good on yeah. defense, and our coach is a defensive guy. Well, the stats show it uh, as well. Right, exactly. So far this a ridiculous season, yeah. averaging 10 yards rushing a game. I never even heard of something like that. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, and, and then their coach is an offensive guy. So you kind of have strength against strength, passion against passion. We know in uh, previous uh, experiments, or not experiments, previous, game, previous games, I should say, when Apopka tried to air the ball out, they had very little success. So back to the single wing. And that's been the success of this team, not just this year, but years past. And that's exactly kind of what I think the point John Perry was making is that, you know, for us, I mean, in certain different teams are different. You know, a different team, you know, with different traditions, you know, probably has great success throwing the ball. But our tradition has been running the ball. These kids grow up, you know, when they're knee high, playing Pop Warner, running the wing or running a run-orient offense. And, but you're right, that, that's the thing, the downside of the passing game, and I guess the passing game is kind of the trendy, it, it's like the hip thing now. That's kind of, uh, yeah, uh, but, yeah. But, we want to entertain the crowd, but, man. It, but it's got its own downside. Yeah. First, one thing, nothing's more boring. You know, yeah, if, if you've got a team that's out there hit, lighting it up and hitting their passes and scoring points, yeah, that's really exciting. It, nothing, but nothing's more boring than, than an incomplete pass in a football game. Right. So, Everybody walks back. So if you're, well, so if you're out there, you know, low percentage pass, Passing and not hitting your passes, that's uh, not very exciting. And then the propensity for interceptions. You know, turnovers kill you, as everybody knows in football. Oh, yeah. And it just seems yeah. like certainly at the high school level, uh, it's easier to get an interception, I guess, than it is, is, is to fumble the ball, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can fumble the ball, too, and you can turn the ball over on fumbles. But it, it just seems like 
the passing game is higher risk if you're talking turnovers than the running game is. Well, I'm glad we do what we do. Obviously, it works well. Set up a lot of high-scoring games. If people are looking for high-scoring, exciting football, this is it. And the other thing is, too, uh, with, with the run-oriented offense, whether it's single wing like we do, option like Brantley does, um, time of possession, as John said. If you're just out there grinding out first down after first down after first down, what you've got the ball. Yeah. It's hard for the other team to score They're just when you've got the ball. Yeah. And you're eating up clock, and pretty soon the halftime is there. And uh, and yeah, and you're and you're ahead walking into the to the uh, to the locker room. And, and so. that's been our formula thus far this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, smothering defense. Uh, you know, defense that's that's even you know performing better than outstanding thus far. Yeah. Um, and an offense that's, that's very efficient and, and and you know getting their job done and and, and doing well as, as well. So all coming tonight should be exciting. Once again, strength versus strength. The Popka. Ap- Averaging, you know, 10 yards uh, rushing a game, you know, giving up on defense. Blake Brantley averaging about 300 yards rushing on offense. Well, friends, it's been great to have you join us. We invite you, look forward to having you tune in to us tonight for our broadcast, pregame 630 with Joe Ferraro and I, kickoff at 7 p.m. from Roger Williams Field. Please join us. Have a great day. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.